Hey friends, welcome to Thrive and Align Healing Podcast. This is Kim. And this is Carmen. And we basically solve all the world's problems here on the podcast. Just kidding. We talk about holistic healing. We explore ways to change our thinking um, and the mind-body connection to stimulate healing in our body. So you know, all that mind-body-soul stuff. Yep, that's what we talk about each week. So thanks for joining us. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to Thrive and Align Healing Podcast. This is episode 47, and this week we have a guest, Amelia Stallsworth. And Amelia is one of my really good friends, but also she is a yogi and a yoga teacher. Uh, Amelia's been practicing for over four years in her personal practice. And then in November 2019, she opened her first studio in Newcastle, Oklahoma, and it is called Blue Moon Yoga. And so we just wanted to invite Amelia on today to talk about her journey into yoga, how yoga can play into the whole holistic mind, body, soul, and you know what drove her to come become a business owner and open her own yoga studio. So we just wanted to give you guys a perspective from a, a person that is in the yoga world completely. Hey, Amelia. Hey. hey. <laughs> so uh, my name's Amelia. Like Kim said, I am 27 years young <laughs> and I um, opened my yoga studio in Newcastle back in November of 2019. Um, so I've had the honor and privilege to introduce this amazing practice to several people within my community who have never done yoga before. And then I've also helped, um, individuals who were beginners, uh, further their practice. So, yeah. Cool. So how did you get into yoga? So I, you know, throughout college, I, um, always played with yoga. I would go to the hot yoga classes um, just every once in a while. Um, Never was very consistent in my practice. Just when I got a hankering to go, I would go. Um, Never really had like a huge desire to further my practice in it at that point when I was in college. Um, I got married in 2016 uh, June of 2016. And then in December of that year, um, me and my husband were in a pretty severe car wreck and he was in the hospital from, oh, December to April. Hey, can I interrupt uh, you? So this goes on YouTube too. And I can only see the ceiling of the studio. <laughs> this goes on YouTube. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. I can see you now. Hello, everybody. (laughs) I had no idea. (laughs) Hey, sorry. I was like tilting the speaker into my mouth. (laughs) Um, So where was I? Oh, uh, severe car wreck. And he was in the hospital from about, um, he was in the hospital from December 24th to um, the end of April. So during that time, I... um, I was fully committed to the health of my husband and his well-being, and he came first, and that was great. But then it started taking a little bit of a toll on me um, around February, March. I needed something for me, um, so I would just get on YouTube and do some yoga practices. And I don't even know how I even thought to look up yoga, um, but I saw a significant. Um, 
benefit from it, not just physically, but mentally. So um, I got really into practicing yoga in the year of 2017, was pretty consistent with it. And then I thought to myself, you know, I would really love to further my education in yoga. So I started yoga teacher training in 2018. Um, so that's kind of how I got led to yoga. Cool. Yeah. So you were practicing, your husband was in a hospital in Colorado because he, what was his injury? Yes. So he was at um, OU Medical from December to January and then uh, was transferred to uh, Craig Hospital. It's a hospital that specializes in spinal cord injury and traumatic brain injury. So he had a moderate traumatic brain injury and a spinal cord injury at um, T6 thoracic spine. So where were you practicing yoga since you were there in Colorado at the hospital with him all the time? So Craig Hospital has living quarters for family. So I would just, it's kind of like dorm rooms in a way or kind of like a hotel. And I would go back to my room and practice if he was like, in a therapy that maybe I felt like I didn't really need to be there for, or if he was tired and taking a nap, I would go back to my room. Okay. So I lived at this hospital for three, four months. Mm-hmm. And yeah. just practicing yoga every day via YouTube in your room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would try to every day. It, sometimes it wouldn't happen. Uh, they had his schedule pretty packed. And at the time I really felt like I needed to be with him. Mm-hmm. At almost everything so I could learn as well and um so I could know what was going on <laughs> and make sure I get all the information when he was in his therapies so I would try my hardest to practice as much as I could yeah and another thing that I found interesting at the time and maybe they have it now but at Craig Hospital um they would have a lot of uh support groups for um families. And I thought it was kind of interesting that they didn't have yoga for either the patients or the family. And maybe that's changed. It's been four years. So that might have changed, but then that that was not offered. So I always um, thought that that was interesting. And a goal of mine was to be able to teach individuals um, in wheelchairs, you know, adaptive yoga. Um, So kind of got my wheel spinning with yoga. Is that where you and your business are heading? When I opened the business, that's where I wanted to go. And um, I just wanted to eventually get there. Right now, I am just sprinkling in yoga into the community. <laughs> um, I, If I wanted to further that, I would need to find a different space to do that. So... Mm-hmm. This isn't the most wheelchair. I mean, it's accessible, but um, I would like something a little bit more open. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I was supposed to do, um, go to this training last year in May for adaptive yoga, but it got canceled because of COVID. Yeah. So what have you found is the benefit? Do you and your husband do it or just you? I mainly just do it. (laughs) Um, I try to get him to do it occasionally. Um, When I first started my yoga teacher training, I would um, ask him, hey, could you do this? Like, can you move this way? Can you move this way? Just to kind of like play with it. Um, But I'm also a Thai body work practitioner and that's what a lot I do on my husband. So Thai body work is um, 
a lot of assisted stretching. And that's really important for individuals with spinal cord injury. So um, he doesn't do a lot of yoga. No. <laughs> what has the gifts been for you in your practice? And then like what you see for your clients, I guess. I'm sorry, what was that? The gifts that yoga has given to you, like the benefits for you and for your clients. Like if people are interested in listening to the podcast and like haven't, you know, like have never tried yoga or done yoga or feel intimidated by it or see all of these Instagram yoga people that are a size zero, right? And super stretchy. Like that is the image that yoga portrays. And so I just want to like make it more accessible to more people. And I thought you had a great perspective since, you know, you've gone through this and you teach in a, and you know, Oklahoma tends to not be a super healthy state, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, that is still a big challenge. Um, owning, owning a yoga studio. Um, I'll get messages or comments on Facebook and say, I wish I could do yoga or I wish I was flexible enough to do yoga. Um, you don't have to be flexible to do yoga at all. Some of the best I mean, not, not some of the best, but some people I know are not flexible and they are the strongest yogis that I've seen and they're not flexible. Um, but with yoga, a lot of, you know, a lot of people go into it wanting, um, a lot of people get introduced to yoga for the physical practice of it. Um, so they, go in thinking that, you know, I'm going to be able to bend over and touch my toes after one practice. And um, that's not the case. You got to keep practicing at it, just like any other sport or any other physical activity. So um, I think it's important that when you start your yoga practice that you stay consistent with it um, and give yourself some grace. So some benefits that I've seen from practicing yoga on a, uh, for me, and from the clients that I have um, is reduced stress. I have a restorative class on Fridays that um, is one of my more popular classes. And um, it's a lot of meditation, slow movement, uh, breath work, and people very, very much look forward to that class because it helps them de-stress from the week. Um, improve energy, yoga helps improve the, uh, your energy, um, helps you have a more sense of gratitude, um, can help with weight loss. Um, it can even improve athletic performance. So if you're an athlete in a different sport, yoga is super important to incorporate because it helps, um, you be a little bit more flexible, reduces your, um, risk of getting hurt and protects you from injury. It just helps you be a little bit more connected to your mind body. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had a lady who, who comes very frequently and if she misses a week, she can feel it. Mm -hmm. So she tries her hardest not to miss a week. So there's definitely, um, mental and physical benefits to practicing yoga that, um, I think everybody should, <laughs> I'm kind of biased, everybody should, um, try it. I mean, I know on the internet, on internet, it shows all these skinny girls that can do back bends and flip their head, their leg over their head. And that's great. That's awesome. But they started where, you know, these newbies are starting to, and everybody just kind of has to keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. 
So, um, kind of talking about yoga, <laughs> uh, the concept. So I feel like a lot of people have, um, and I think it's gotten a little bit better. A lot of people have this conception of yoga, um, a, that you have to be super flexible to do it. Um, and it, sometimes people think that it's not just a physical part. I mean, it's a physical practice, but that it's also more of like a, um, how do I say it? It's like a, like a religious practice. Um, so I kind of want to touch on the concept and meaning of yoga. And there's lots of interpretations of yoga that have been handed down throughout the centuries. And uh, I just want to touch on a few of those. So yoga can mean to come together, to unite. Um, another meaning is to tie the strands of the mind together. So those are kind of talking about the same thing. You have to get your mind right before you practice in your physical practice. Um, tie, like, I tell people that even making up your mind to come to yoga is doing yoga. <laughs> like walking through the door is showing up and doing practicing yoga. Um, another, um, meaning of yoga, let me see, I have some notes here, um, is to be always present and to be mindful in your actions. So acting in such a way that all of our attention is directed towards that activity that we're doing. So just to be present in the moment, to be mindful. And then some people also have a definite, you know, there's also another definition that, um, yoga is to be one with a divine. And that's kind of where people get a little step back a little bit mm -hmm. and get a little bit hesitant about practicing yoga. And I just wanted to touch on those to let you know that yoga, it can be so many other things. It can be what you want it to be. It's, it's rooted in Indian thought, but the concept is universal. I mean, it's, um, it's what you make it. Mm -hmm. honestly. And I just wanted to kind of touch on that because it's not like we're here at the studio um, bowing down or doing, like, doing any like weird, you know, kind of stuff that would be out of your comfort zone. We're just showing up for ourselves and practicing self-care and however you want to make it is how you make it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense or did I just ramble? <laughs> Yeah, okay. they're all different. Like I've been to so many different yoga studios and like they're all different. It's based on the owner, the leadership, right? Like what kind of flavor you get, where, what they focus more on. So it's just like anything, you know, like you can go to 15 different gyms and you're gonna have 15 different experiences. You just find where you fit in. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, where I did my yoga teacher training at, um, they were definitely more on the, um, history of yoga and I went through yoga teacher training so I you know I I was I mean that's part of the teaching of it mm -hmm. but their everyday classes are not like that um so you're right it's just kind of how each person runs the studio or how that person shows up so um yeah <laughs> I think that's all I want to say on that. I just wanted to touch on that so people are aware that, you know, there's several meanings to yoga um, and you can make it your practice however you want it to be. Yeah. 
So um, I kind of, from my personal experience, I started yoga to do something for me. So it was more of maybe like a, a mental thing for me, like a mental escape with some physical benefits. Um, but in my experience, I feel like a lot of people um, get into yoga for the physical um, benefits and the physical practice of it. Um, and it's also really cool how when you get started with yoga, if it is for the physical benefit, that maybe you gradually become a little bit more interested in another aspect of yoga. Um, or if you start maybe with the, the mental benefits of yoga, the breathing pranayama or meditation, then you get a little bit more interested in the physical practice. So um, yoga is always teaching you. It's always leading you to learn something new. And I think that's beautiful too. Um, so you can definitely start yoga where you are. You begin where you are and how you are mm -hmm. and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. So I love this saying in coaching that we have, um, one of my coaches taught me, Stacy, that you get what you come for and that's up to you. Right. Mm -hmm. So like when I come to the yoga studio, I'm getting what I come for. And that's on me. If I come for a physical practice, that's what I show up for. If I come for meditation, that's what I come for. If I go to coaching, when I sign up for coaching, I expect to get these results because I'm going to create those results. So it's always mm -hmm. on the individual. And I love that. Like you get what you come for and you make sure you get what you get. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I like that. The way you put that. Yeah. Sense for people. Do what, Carmen? I think that makes sense for people um, because then you're um, controlling kind of what your expectations are, right? You're mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm going to get out of this what I want. Yeah. Um, out of it. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I love how you explain things um, a little bit, Amelia, for people who maybe aren't familiar with yoga or who may be a little bit intimidated to try a yoga class, right? Um, so kind of breaking down the different um, avenues or perspectives of yoga, you know, yeah. and, um, expectations and benefits of yoga, yeah. Um, is important to understand, I think. Yeah. And to hopefully get folks motivated to try it. Yeah. 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 yeah there's many different meanings and conceptions of yoga. Um, and I just wanted to touch on a few of those because I know a lot of times it's just on, um, just on more of like a physical practice level or, um, you have to be, and it may be a little bit of an old school thought, but when I first started getting into yoga, I was warned, hey, you know, this is a Hinduism practice. I mean, it's rooted in that, but it, it, it's how I want to make it. So I don't want people to be afraid to try yoga because of all these different thoughts coming at them right. um, or conceptions of it. Um, just... Just try a class and you'll be hooked. <laughs> I think it's going to be interesting. I want to hear your perspective on this. <laughs> so I went through yoga teacher training as well. And I went through a different yoga teacher training than Amelia did. And uh, so we were taught in the history of yoga 
that yoga and meditation, meditation specifically, are centuries, centuries old. It's a very, very, very old practice, right? But yoga in itself is pretty young. And we were taught that there was some Indian men that came to the United States in the 1920s, I believe. And back then, let's, let's go back in time and where women were in time, right? Like we were delicate. We weren't allowed to go do physical activity because that was too hard on the woman's body. So there was these very rich women that were at home. We can't exercise. And so these yogis, these Indian men came to America and started teaching this very gentle movement because that was acceptable for women. We couldn't sweat. We couldn't do hard things. We couldn't get our heart rate up, right? But this was a very easy thing for these women to do. And then that's how kind of yoga evolved. Um, it's what we were taught. And it was based in all these little Indian boys. They wanted them to meditate and they had all yeah. this energy, right? And they just like yeah. not sat still. So these Indian men created basically this yoga practices, aerobic, anaerobic, or yeah. aerobic practices to get these little boys to burn some energy. So they'll sit down and meditate. And then they took yeah. those things um, and then brought them to America to the rich women. And then from yeah. this coast and migrated out. Yes. What we were taught. Yeah. We, that, that, you know, it's been several years now. And um, I remember us discussing that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so interesting. And I know people got like yogis, like hardcore yogi people get so pissed at that because they're like, this is an ancient practice. Yeah. You know, like some people turn it into their spiritual way of Com, com, you know connecting with their divine and so it's almost like offensive to them like what <laughs> like this was made for rich women in the 20s <laughs> and I loved it because it like demystified it like look it, it will be what you want it to be you can yeah. make it whatever you want it to be yes you want to yeah. make it in a, a little cardio or a little workout and you don't want to sweat because you're a delicate woman <laughs> like you can make it that <laughs> perfect yeah exactly yeah yeah. And I am, in my yoga teacher training, we did, we, you know, we did a section that was all, you know, we talked for a, a while about the, um, history of yoga and, um, that I think we did touch on that, but, um, how that could be, a where, where some people believe it came from, but I, you know, it's been so long that I don't, I need to look back at my notes, but, um, my yoga teacher, I do believe that they believe that it's much more ancient than that. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, you know, it, everybody has all these different, there's so many different, you know, um, thoughts and conceptions on it. And I mean, it's how you want to make it. Mm -hmm. So, um, have you, have you ladies seen the Yogananda documentary? Mm -mm. It came out, um, probably like 2012-ish, maybe 2010. It's very similar to what you're describing, Kim, um, yeah. where he talks about, yeah, it's a documentary that they put together that talks about the involvement of yoga in the United States. In yeah. the United States. Yeah. As much about um, the roots of the practice, but yeah, when um, it kind of migrated and got popular in the 20s and 30s, yeah. And then out of California and then just kind of grew. Yeah. And yeah. 
All right, we got like 10 minutes left, ladies. What a, like, do you have any questions for Carmen? Um, my, um, I think you kind of touched based on it um, as we were kind of addressing sort of like some myths about yoga. Um, do you have any other advice um, for beginners? Like people who are thinking, you know, like, oh, you know, I've heard of yoga um, and who are looking to, how to, where do they start, right? To try and find um, uh, yoga practices or I know there's different types of yoga, um, but what mm -hmm. advice would you have for beginners? Yeah. So for, for beginners, never stepped on the mat before yeah. beginners. Um, I would start um, with a more of a gentle practice. So if that's a restorative, a yin practice, or even it's called hatha. Um, you know, some studios might not advertise it as that, um, but more of a gentle yoga practice, um, slow movement, so there's, I'm, I'm going to quickly go over maybe the um, popular types of yoga so people can kind of understand that. So there's Hatha. It's a slow, gentle movement class. And that's what I was trained in. Um, there's Vinyasa or flow class, and that's linking breath with poses. This can be a little bit, this is a little bit quicker than Hatha. So if you've never stepped on the mat before, I feel like a lot of people may get overwhelmed or a little bit discouraged if they've never stepped on the mat before and they're going straight into vinyasa mm -hmm. pretty quick flow class mm -hmm. and um then there's ashtanga yoga i personally have never practiced ashtanga yoga have you kim i haven't okay and that's more of like a power yoga definitely quick this is i would say it's for more advanced yogis or yogians there's bikram yoga i think there's only one studio here in oklahoma I think um, that's hot, definitely hot. And um, if I am remembering correctly, I think there's a specific 26 postures that they do, but it's very hot. And then there's Iyengra, Iyengra, Iyengra. Okay. Why does that sound weird? Is it Iyengar? Iyengar, yeah. And that's um, kind of a little bit more gentle and a little bit more structured, but they use a lot of props. Like they'll have um, ropes on the wall or you use chairs to kind of get you in these uh, postures. So I would start, if you're a beginner and never done yoga before, I would start with um, a restorative class or a hatha class, slow, gentle class. Um, and then work your way up, work your way. Once you get familiar with some of the postures, yoga poses, um, then move maybe up to a vinyasa class. Um, and just, you know, listen to your body. If it's too much, maybe step it back down. Or if you're ready to have a little bit more, step it up. Um, one thing I will say is um, when you do go to yoga, a yoga, yoga um, studio, to be completely transparent with the instructor. So when you come in, tell them if you've had any past injuries, tell them if you've had any past surgeries or recent surgeries that may... Um, that they need to know about because certain postures, if you've had a hip replacement, either if it's anterior or posterior, there's certain poses that we do not want to put you in um, because of that um, surgery. So just completely be transparent. Don't be afraid to tell the instructor what's going on with you. And then of course, if you're pregnant, let the instructor know. And then um, hot yoga is very, very, very popular. Um, I think most studios have hot yoga and most of their classes are hot. 
just keep in mind that if you have high blood pressure and you go to a hot yoga class, um, it's not recommended if you have high, high blood pressure. And then if you're in the first trimester of pregnancy, do not go to a hot yoga class. Um, so that's just some of my little tidbits there. Um, heated classes just have a higher risk of inter, um, injury because you are loosey goosey. You feel like you can stretch a lot. And if you're been practicing a long time in yoga, that's perfectly fine because you probably know where your limits are, but if you're new, you might not. Um, and then if your body heat gets above Carmen, you might have to help me with this, like 96.2 in your first trimester of pregnancy. Um, there's a chance of miscarriage. That's, yes. So just kind of wanted to touch on the hot yoga. It's very popular, but when you go, just be completely transparent with the instructor, tell them what's going on with you. Um, there's no judgment. Yeah. I mean, as an athlete, I love hot yoga. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And Amelia, what type of classes do you offer in your studio? So I teach Hatha, so that's a more slow, gentle. Uh, we go into a pose, check our alignment, and hold it and breathe. Uh, we also do some vinyasa classes where it's um, linking the breath with movement. So maybe you get in a pose and you take a breath, and then on the next breath, you're moving on to something else. Um, so it's a little bit quicker. Um, and then a restorative class. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was something I was going to ask you. Oh, like for new people that have never done yoga or wanting to start out, I like to just like, don't, you don't have to go buy all the stuff. Like most yoga studios have mats that you can borrow mm -hmm. or rent, bring your water bottle and then just wear whatever you want. You don't have to yeah. go buy Lululemon, right? Like you can just show right. up in your sweatpants and a t-shirt that you tuck into yeah. your sweatpants if you don't want to your belly to show or whatever. Like there's just like it's a very minimalistic uh program to get started in. I feel yes. Like. Yeah. And it, yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. You don't you just just show up. Yeah. And they and we will make it happen for you. Mm-hmm and serve you in any way that we can. Yeah. So how can people find you, Amelia, if they want to come to your studio and try something out? Yeah. So I have a website that has class times on it, uh, www.bluemoonstudioyoga.com. Um, there's no reservation required. You can just show up. Um, and then I'm also on Facebook, Blue Moon Yoga, and then Instagram, blue.moon.yoga. Cool. And, and I post class class. free, right? I'm sorry, what? Is it their first class is free? I forgot if whether yes. you offer that or not. Yeah. First class is free and um, to show up, you don't have to have a reservation. It's $10 cash or $12 with a card. So it's very affordable. Um, and just bring yourself cool. or a friend. Yeah. <laughs> bring a friend and try it out together. <laughs> yeah. Anything else, Carmen? No. Um, thanks for joining us today, Amelia. We learned a little bit um, about um, yoga and thank you for sharing your perspective and informing us a little bit more about, yeah, your yoga practice and how people can get started. Yes. I think it's something that everybody should try and has such great benefits for everybody, especially right now. I think it's really important with the things going on in the world with COVID and need some sort of 
de-stressor, um, yoga is perfect for that. So yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, and I'll link all the Sorry. stuff for them to get a hold of you in the show notes. Okay. Sorry, you guys were talking to the ceiling for the first bit. Okay. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right, friend. Thank you guys. And we'll catch you next episode. Hi, today we wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about this book club that we've started here at Thrive and Aligned. Um, we started a book club for a couple of different reasons. We wanted to grow a tribe of like-minded people who are interested in personal development and growth to better understand your mind, body, and spirit relationships um, to support our overall health and wellness. So if you are somebody who loves to read books, you want to be part of our community and you're eager to grow in mind, body, and spirit, we'd encourage you to join our book club. So what do you get? You get um, a box every month that's going to have the book in it and some additional surprises that go along with the theme for the month. Um, you have four gatherings. So all four of them are virtual. Two of them have the option to be in person as well. So you get to get together as a community and talk about this book, what you're learning, questions, dive deeper, um, get Dr. Carmen's perspective from a physician, get my perspective as a life coach. Um, you're also gonna get access to the private Facebook group and um, just this community, this amazing community of people that are like-minded learning going deeper and um it's just it has been amazing and it's only 34 dollars a month so to register you'll go online to thriveandalignhealing.com you'll see up in the top menu book club and remember that the registration is by the fifth of each month so if you want to join for december then you would have to register by november 5th right? If you're wanting January, then you have to register by December 5th. The 5th of every month is the registration deadline for the next month's book club. So once you register, um, it's a monthly subscription. You will receive your book in this fun box and all the gifts each month. Um, and it's, we'll just have a great time. So join us, thriveandalignhealing.com.